They devoted themselves to the scriptures. To life together. To life together. To life together. To gathering around tables. And to prayer. God was powerfully moving through their giving and serving together. God was powerfully moving through their giving and serving together. God was powerfully moving through their giving and serving together. Their communities, friends, and families noticed. Their communities, friends, and families noticed. And God deepened and grew his church. And God deepened and grew his church. His church. His church. His church. And God deepened and grew his church every day. Hopefully that sounds familiar. That's kind of the Acts chapter 2 remix that we just dreamed that said if we were to become that, what would it sound like in our day? And so we've recited that a couple times all together. We're going to do it at the end of the service. Today you have a magnet, and we've given away something each week, but it just has those words on it. Maybe you put that somewhere where you can see it every day, remember it, uh, and pray for it. Well, Jesus... <clears throat> has been crucified. He's been resurrected. He has been appearing to a, a few people along the way. He's been taking back, taken back up into heaven, and everyone is waiting. And then 50 days after Passover, it's Pentecost. Pentecost is this feast. It's the, it's the Feast of First Fruits where you get a little foretaste of what it's going to be like at the harvest, at the end of the harvest. And at Pentecost, the Spirit comes. Not just on one person, but the Spirit indwells the people of God. And, and Peter preaches, and Jesus is declared Messiah and Lord, the King, the one who's going to save God's people, who's going to usher in this new day. And those that heard and received that message, it says they were cut to the heart, and it led to their repentance, and they were baptized. They identified with Jesus, their Lord. And about 3,000 of them, it said, was added to their number that day. But this is what this group of people who begins this new day, this reimagining of what it means to be a people of God, and they were called the church. And this is what they did. It said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Our devoted series, we are reimagining uh, expanding our imagination on what it means to be the church and what it is we're to do and, and what God could do in and through us if we devoted ourselves, if we took the, the flame of that torch that the Spirit poured out, that if we grabbed hold of it in our day, what could happen if we devoted ourselves in the same way today, where we live and where we work and where we play? That's why we've had you put those dots. If you put dots on the, on the map out there, where you live, work, and play. If you haven't, please do that today because we want to just see, especially next week, we just want to see the canvas of just really how much our lives touch. And some of you may work in two locations or some of you might play, right? We're just using that. But where do you spend significant time outside of work and home in other areas? Maybe there's two or three dots that you need to put for that color on the map. Put it up there because I just want us to see as a church just the actual influence and how much we touch in all just Chicagoland. The first week, we talked about devoting ourselves to the teachings, to the scriptures, and we handed out a bookmark. We just said, Why, what if we read one chapter a day for 30 days? What would God 
do in us and through us. And so we handed these out, and these 30 chapters were actually chapters you recommended. You said these are some of my favorite chapters of Scripture. So you've kind of resourced one another. We have those bookmarks in the back. Uh, we're on Philippians chapter 4 today if you've been following each day, but there's grace here. So if you've missed a day or haven't started yet, that's all right. Just, just start going. Um, we talked about devoting ourselves to the tables and meals and reimagining what it could look like to build genuine community around food that God could have created us any way he wanted, but he created us with need, right? And even our hunger reminds us of just God's provision of what we need in our lives, and it's not just feeding the body, but it's feeding the soul. That's how God's people oriented their life, that the first part of their day was actually the dinner, or supper, where it was community, sustenance, both for body and soul. And that's why we're so excited about the community dinners. Let's be about that together, gathering together. And it could be different people each time, but just to have a meal and to, to learn about what's going on in each other's days, it doesn't have to be big and fancy. We just have to connect. And then today, we talk about devoting ourselves to prayer. You know, and one of the things I often wonder, I've observed in my life, um, and I see and hear in a lot of other people is kind of this question, if, if we know that prayer is so important and vital to our growth and connection with God, how many of first would agree with that, that prayer is important to our growth and connection with God, then why in the world do we, does it lag behind or we fall into ruts? So many people say, yeah, I know, I, I wish I just prayed more. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand for that. But I can tell you, I've had to raise my hand. I, perhaps I've beat myself up more than any other thing in my faith journey because I just find myself not keeping that vital connection of prayer in a variety of ways as, as, I, as I really desire. And, and I think when we, it's not that we're not willing, and it's not that we don't think it's important. I think sometimes we, I think it comes back to this word devoted. And, I, and that's part of the question we're asking. When we're cut to the heart, we're asking, what, are my, what am I really devoting my life to? Because see, what you're devoted to, it pulls your life towards it. And if we're devoting to the Scriptures and to one another and to prayer, we're, we're going to be pulled into those things. And so really it's part of our, our hard answer is to say, am I really devoting myself? Do I want this more than anything else in my life? Because when we do, all of a sudden we find how it starts permeating and we move towards it, and it just grows and starts thriving in our life, maybe differently than it has before, which is another reason why it's good to gather together, because we encourage and spur one another on, and we can help keep this devotion going among us. As I said, we're just not going to talk about it. We're going to spend some time just praying uh, all over this room as the church, but I tell you, one of the things I love about this congregation is that prayer has been at the center uh, and has been at the foundation uh, of who we are. Before we launched a service, about 75 people gathered in the basement uh, over at Christ Church of Oakbrook, and we started to pray. And we had some worship services, and we started talking about the values, kind of like what we did at the spaghetti dinner, just imagining what God can do. But we knew prayer had to be at the foundation because only God would build this church, nothing that we could do. And we've different moments throughout even just the 18, 19 months, we've kind of been formally meeting, uh, I think, back to the 40 days of prayer that we did during the Lenten season leading up to Easter. And we just said, what would happen if every single one that calls Christ Church home prayed for 40 days? What would God do 
in us and through us. And we had, I mean, I can't even count how many prayers that were offered and we had this whole color collage of just these prayers that people were writing and we knew there were many more on their hearts but then the answers started coming in on the white answered prayer cards and they just kept coming and coming and coming and little could we have imagined that even a couple months after that not on anyone's radar does God open up a way for us to move to have a permanent location that uh, I think that's like man only God can do stuff like that. So we've seen just the power of prayer. We've seen people healed. We've seen, I mean, it's just been amazing. And I want to say, let's keep going. <laughs> let's say, challenge our devotion to see really where that can go. Uh, I came across, across a couple quotes. One says, the reimagined church prayed regularly throughout their days and whenever they gathered with one another. I like that. As we go, we're going and we're praying where we live, work, play, where we invest our lives, but then we gather together and we pray. One commentary said, a vital sign of life for individual Christians and congregations alike is what? Prayerfulness. A sign of life. It's our connection to the source, to God himself who indwells our life, but I want to share a little bit more about maybe even what actually happens in prayer, but but before I do, you remember that the very first thing they devoted themselves to was the apostles' teaching. And if you remember from week one, uh, probably not, I'll remind you, and you may not have been here. But the apostles' teaching were the very teachings of Jesus. That's what they had. Jesus was the rabbi, their teacher. They were disciples. They were followers. But it wasn't just to learn what your rabbi taught. It was to learn how to live the life of the rabbi himself. And so when they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, what they were devoting themselves to were the teachings of Jesus, but also the life that Jesus lived. It was to replicate his life. That's what they were seeking to do because he was now king, Lord, right? Rule. They were just submitting themselves to him to become like their Lord. And I think that's awesome. And guess what Jesus did? He prayed. You know, in the New Testament, in the Gospels, there are over 12 um, distinct, specific prayers that Jesus prays. Um, and not to mention other Jesus' teachings about prayer and, and, um, um, and some of the parables that he told about prayer. Um, Jesus, as a Jew at that time, would have been in the regular rhythm and practice of praying three times a day. Jesus regularly, as we see in the Scriptures, visited the synagogue, which was a house of prayer in each of their towns. Jesus prayed when he was in trouble and in pain. In fact, you see him crying out, praying with such fervor that as even before he would be arrested, his sweat became like drops of blood. That's how intense he was in prayer. Jesus prayed for others. He prayed when people were healed. Jesus prayed that the power and glory of God would be revealed. Jesus prayed for discernment. Jesus prayed that God's will would be done. Jesus prayed personally. He would withdraw and just spend just time with his Father in heaven. And there were other times he would invite others to go with him to pray so they could pray together. Jesus prayed. And you know, I think as I think about um, all the sermons, all the, all the ground we could cover when it comes to prayer, I think for me at least some of the things why I think prayer is so important I'm a pretty simple guy. This is what I boiled it down to. 
Uh, one is that when we pray, we are in the very presence of God himself. We open ourselves up to encounter God in a way that sometimes when we get rushing and moving, even though God is with us, right, that we sometimes can rush ahead, we, we, we stop, right, and we come before our Father, and we're, we're, he's present. But, you know, you may not have thought of this. Also, when we pray, when we open ourselves like that, we are present to God. And I can think of even when I've, you know, verbally said prayers, that there's times things have come out of my mouth or I thought in my head, but, but I, Eric, was not present with God to, 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 to slow down, to, to not just realize his presence, but to put myself in his presence. I mean, he loves us. He wants to be in relationship with us. And I don't know that we always think of those dynamics because what the presence of God brings, it means that he is attentive, that he hears our prayers. But it also means we can be attentive and we can hear what God has to say to us. Through prayer, we experience God's love in our lives. But it's also an opportunity just to shower him with the love and gratitude and thanksgiving, the adoration that he deserves, our own love to him. Where the presence of God is, things are transformed at the heart, at the soul level of our lives. God enters into our place and he's like, let me fill you up. You, if you decrease, let me increase and just watch what happens in your life. That's what happens with God's presence. Our souls find the connection that they most long for in life. They find peace. They find their home despite our circumstances. When we are in God's presence, we're, we are, we're recharged. We're recentered, restored, and, and as we've kept using this word, I think life starts getting reimagined when we just sit and are in the presence of God. And when, wherever the presence of God is, what I've found is that things happen. Things happen. I mean, so many stories of the answered prayer, so many changes that have come in my life that I couldn't do myself, and we could, just, we could probably spend days and weeks and months just talking about the things that happen when God is involved, which makes me think that so much of prayer, maybe we've fallen into this as we think of prayer as us talking to God, and that's part of it, but you know what? Prayer is so much more especially when we frame it as we think about just being in the presence of God, communing with him, yes, talking, but also listening. But, but prayer can take on so many more dimensions that perhaps we haven't considered, which might help us not get into a rut, but can help actually lead to a rhythm and a life of prayer that goes on throughout our days, not just a particular time when we stop and talk. But think about it. You can pray the scriptures. Perhaps today when we have some just space and time here to pray, maybe, maybe you just want to, Pray one of those chapters back to God, his living and active word that has now come into you. Maybe you just offer that back to him. Uh, praying the Psalms, like it's, it's a powerful way just to connect with God through his word. You can, maybe you just spend time blessing God, thinking about just who he is, the majesty, and just adorning him with praise and, and blessing him for being God. Perhaps it's just to sit in silence. Perhaps it's to, to quiet the mind. Perhaps it's to, to just go before God to listen, to not say a word, but just to open your spirit, just to receive. As the psalm says, be still and know that I am God. Know here, but also know at that relational level, but it's to be still and quiet. 
Perhaps it's listening. I love the story of Samuel where God is calling him and he can't figure it out. And Eli says, when you hear God's word, just say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Maybe we just need to come before God to create space just to say, speak, Lord. I'm listening. And to be ready to hear what he has to say. Maybe it's just availing yourself to God through his creation. That's why I love cloudy days. We can open up these curtains a little more and you just see the beauty of creation that even what God has created, it, it shouts out of just who he is, the glory that he's put all around us that through his creation, maybe it's just spending some time. I love when we go to Pennsylvania uh, to see my wife's family. They have a 300-acre farm, rolling hills and some fields, but uh, her brother hunts, and I'll climb up in one of these deer stands, and I'll just sit for hours, the tree just swaying a little bit, listening to the wind through the trees. There's turkey, there's deer, but just in that silence and sitting in the, in the beauty of creation, just communing with my Lord and Savior. Perhaps it's meditating on a, on a word like grace or an aspect of God's character and just sitting with that word and letting God fill you with just the fullness of what that word even is, as much as we can contain. And, and what's amazing is we know that there's so much more. James says we, we see dimly now, but one day we'll see fully. But to tap in to say, God, show me, reveal to me what's your grace or your mercy or love. One of these words is really all about Perhaps we pray through writing, writing out prayers or journaling, or maybe it's through artwork that we can express some deeper things in ourselves through pictures or other forms of art or music or beauty. Or perhaps it's taking that step just to pray with others or have others pray with you, right? The community of saints bound together where two or more are gathered. God is there that we just, we just pray with each other. I mean, just think there's so many ways that we can pray and be engaged with God that just opens up, I think, a vitality that, that you can begin seeing how it just spills into your day because when we cultivate a life devoted to prayer, um, it really can flow to pray without ceasing, that we can live this life that's just attentive to the presence of God all throughout our day. And yeah, sometimes we're going to speak, but other times we're just we're seeing God and communing with Him uh, where we live, where we work, where we play. Reimagining what that could be. You know, I mentioned praying Scripture. I, w I would love to just read, I mean, I mean, the pages of Scripture are full of prayer. And I just pulled out a couple. These are out of the New Testament, some out of our readings, out of the chapters off of that bookmark. But just listen to these words. In Romans, it says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. In Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understandings will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, Paul says to the church in Thessalonica. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstance, for this is your will. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I love that. Prayer, giving thanks, praising God. This is part of God's will for us. In the Gospel of Mark, it says, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. 
What they're saying is you, you can be, your heart can be so aligned with the will of God that you're actually seeing it come to fruition. And if you stand praying and hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins as well. Confession is a powerful part of our life, but it also says the Spirit reveals things to us when we're praying that maybe we need to act on or take initiative with. In James chapter 5, it says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone sick? Then let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the, make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up, and if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person, the prayer of the one walking with God, Scripture says, is powerful and effective. And we could go on and on and on. So let me ask you, does prayer matter? I can tell you Jesus prayed as if it mattered. I can tell you confidently the, the, the church prayed as if it mattered. And I want us to pray as if it matters. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. I have said enough. And what we're going to do, we're just going to play some soft music, but we're just going to open up probably about 15 minutes or so just to pray. And here's what we have around the room, and this is your moment. Okay, you do not have to do any of this, or you can try to do all of it. This is your time with God to express yourself, to seek Him in prayer, to be present with Him and have you be present with Him. Both, both be present, however that goes. So one option is you can just stay right where you're, where you're at. We're going to put a whole list of things of just some suggestions. Maybe these things are that you would want to pray for. Maybe you want to pray some of those scriptures that are on this, or maybe you just want to pray through the magnet that, Lord, may this really be true of us. Uh, around the room, you're going to have these devoted, these prayer request cards where you live, work, play. Maybe it's just sitting right where you're at and praying through some of those. Um, we have our, our prayer area here. Maybe it's just be good to have someone to pray with you or for you. Our prayer, some of our prayer team will be here. You're welcome to come and just receive prayer. In this back corner, we have uh, kind of an, an artistic Expression. If you want to draw a picture or make something that just says, Lord, this is my, my prayer, I, I can only express it through a picture, whether it's on one of those tablets or on the paper, you're welcome to do that. In this back corner, we have a, a prayer writing station. Maybe you just want to write out some prayers. And if you need more paper, we can find some. But for, for some of you, it's just to connect your heart flows through the quill of your pen. Uh, we have the cross up here. Maybe it's a time of confession or just sitting at the foot of the cross and just pouring your heart out to God. Um, we have the map out in the back. Remember those dots? Maybe it's putting, putting your dots on there and praying. Praying for those dots. Praying for your dots where you live, work, and play. That God, may your will be done. May, you, may I be your instrument to accomplish your kingdom's work. Little me. And wherever I am, or maybe you just want to pray over the map of Chicago. Um, so this is going to be our time. Again, 15 minutes. Uh, the music will play softly. We're not going to rush this. But I would encourage you, 
It's good to be the church together. Maybe you just want to pray, turn and pray with someone. It's up to you, but, but connect with your Father. Pray. And let's just imagine God's smile as his presence just fills this place, fills our hearts as we just seek him now. Lord, we praise you. Thank you for being present with us. Lord, thank you for receiving our presence. God, thank you for hearing our prayers. Lord, thank you for speaking into our lives. God, we know you heard every prayer. We know you're attentive to every heart. We know beyond what words can express, God, you know us and you are with us. And God, we just pray. We pray that you will help us reimagine what it means to be devoted to you. Lord, thank you for this community. Thank you for being our God, for the faith that makes us one. We pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. I think sometimes we may just need to take an hour or two, and maybe when we get to the the new place, we just set up the room, and we just kind of have a time of prayer like that. Would you be up for that? All right. You know, each week we've tried to give something tangible to make this not just a good Sunday morning, but that we can actually step into a devoted life in some way. And so we want to do that with prayer as well. Uh, On your pathways, you may have already have one of these. We have more in the back. Uh, One of the ideas or things that I would invite you to is we want to do an entire day, 24 hours of prayer on August 21st. And so you can go online, you can see slots that are open. They're 30-minute slots. Um, If no one signs up after you, I guess you just have to keep praying through. And those wee hours of the night, Dave Garza already said he'll take all of those. But if you want to help him out, you can sign up. But maybe you do, right? At 3 a.m., say, God, I'm going to rise and seek you because you're worthy. And we're the church. And so you can go online and see that. Maybe it's taking a prayer walk. You know, you think about all the places you're at, the stores you're in, at work, in the city, in the neighborhood, wherever it is. Maybe this week you take an intentional walk just to pray for God to move in whatever setting you're in. Or prayer circles. This was big during our Easter time, but we talked about what is it in your life or in the life of someone else that you're just going to draw a circle around that prayer request and say, Lord, I will not move from this prayer until you answer, whatever that answer may be. But we just devote yourself to praying for that. We've given you, perhaps you've seen around, this is a, a, an updated version of the prayer path. We used to have one that kind of went around this lake, but now we've made it that you can take this anywhere. You know, so there's, eight, there's prayer stops along the way, and maybe you take one of these with you. And uh, maybe where you live, work, or play, or maybe it's at your home or wherever, but you go on a little prayer journey with a journal and just seeking God and engaging the questions in this. Take one for a friend. Uh, It's up to you. But the bottom line is let's devote ourselves to connecting with God to the true source and just watching what he does in our lives and through us as as a congregation. Would you stand? And uh, we're going to close with, the, with, the, with our remix on the little magnets. It's going to be on the screen. But maybe we say this all together as our prayer to God of what he would do in us. Say it with me. They devoted themselves to the scriptures, to genuine community, to gathering around tables, and to prayer. God was powerfully moving through their generous service. Their friends, families, and communities noticed 
their authentic worship and life-changing love, and God deepened and grew his church every day. Amen.